Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Really? No, really. Really? No, really. Hi, I'm Jason Alexander. I'm here with my pal. Peter Tilden. And this is our little podcast called Really... No, really. Where we explore things that make us say, really? No, no, really. No, really. Yes, exactly. All right. So if I made this sound, what would you think? What would you think? You make that sound all the time. You need Musinex. <laughs> you make that all the time. What do you mean if you make that sound? <laughs> Every day I hear... <laughs> And you take out the... the, the I think the, sound, the soundtrack of every zombie movie is that sucking question mark that the dentist... And you know what else I heard, too? That's my grand... You just brought my grandfather back <laughs> also. I'm the tearing dead, up. Right? I'm tearing right. up. So today we're going to be talking about, in, in essence, horror and zombies and a very popular show. But our really, no really of the day is um, I am, at was, and continue to be a big fan of The Last of Us, the wonderful uh, sci-fi show on, on uh, HBO. And in the show... The world, uh, or much of the world, is suffering from a fictional brain infection that experts say is inspired by a very real set of fungi that can hijack their hosts and turn them into zombies. The, the infection is inspired by this, this Reality. cordyceps right. thing that exists, right. and, and particularly the story that, uh, that I've heard, and they talk about in the first episode of, of The Last of Us, uh, it infects, it's a parasitic uh, thing that infects uh, ants and it sort of takes over their minds it controls their bodies and eventually it drives them to the top of trees where they cling on and, and, they spores die, out. and it spores out of their head right. which by the way disgusting and the spores go everywhere and they are zombie ants and then in the last of us um the uh, people who are infected by these spores become in essence zombified and made into crazy and uh for reasons i don't understand since this is all spore based if they bite you you get it I don't know how to All right, oh, we'll find well, it. It makes no sense. But nevertheless, right? we heard that this is real. But we're going to find out how it makes sense. When we found out that it came from a real thing. A real yeah. thing. Real thing. Really? And Jason and I need more stuff to worry about. Right. So we go, really? Right. Now no, I got to really. worry that in my salad, I'm eating a mushroom that's going to grow out of my head and make me do things. Yeah. And by the way, we were breathing thousands of spores every time you take a breath. You that know is that. correct. So, but yes. if a wrong spore oh, gets in there. I know. If the wrong sport gets in there, you're season two of Last of Us. Okay? That's right. <laughs> yeah, special guest. So, I thought I heard season two is a soup. Somebody has a soup. Oh, by the way, I'm going to find out why Nick Offerman and not Jason Alexander. I'm going to find out because our guest today is none other than the showrunner, the producer and director, truly a remarkable man, Mr. Craig Mazin, who, uh, among other things, is, a, is a, a writer, a producer, a director. 
the Chernobyl. Did you see Chernobyl, the HBO did miniseries? Did you? Uh, a laugh a minute. I oh, saw my that, God. Then I ran out and read the book, and you know what? Same ending. Um, he's the he's co-creating, he's co-writing, executive producing The Last of Us, uh, this big, wonderful hit on HBO. Uh, he's won two primetime Emmy Awards. But they're primetime Emmy but he, Awards. Yeah, they're, well, they're the real Emmy Awards. I got, no, I, got I got a daytime, daytime. nomination. I got nothing. The daytime, they yeah. separate the daytime yeah. show from the other so they don't mingle yeah. like a virus. Yeah. So they don't. I was in primetime. I didn't win an Emmy for that. They keep the daytime <laughs> and nighttime separate so that they As don't they infect should. each other. That's right. That's, That's kind exactly of like this. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, you might also know them for such comedy films as Scary Movie 3, Scary Movie 4, Scary Movie 7, 9, 12, and 11, Hangover Part 2, Hangover Part 3. He's never the first guy. He's always in after. You know what? Usurping. We're not even two or three, so don't <laughs> knock right. the guy, you know? Uh, and identity theft. Most importantly, he went to Freehold High School, which is, uh, I, I almost, if I had lived another couple of blocks, I might have gone to Freehold High School. And Fascinating, We would have been best Fascinating. friends. Fascinating. Thanks for adding, bonded. That. adding that. And I might have been Nick Offerman instead of Nick Offerman. Oh, we already starting. I'm not jealous, you know what? Though. We're I'm already not, starting not, with the... Say sub- hello to Craig Mason, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, sir? I, I'm just bowled over by that introduction. It was <laughs> the most beautiful You'll thing I've ever heard. You'll never hear one like that again. But it is fascinating. Rattling off the, uh, the prime numbered versions of Scary Movie, I got very excited. You've done amazing things. And, and by the way, getting to the topic at hand, let's start with Fungi. You were such a huge fan of the game that you, you went to them and said, I mean, they were, they were into you because of how into it you were. And, but writing something to come from comedy to something serious and drama it's based on this i'm sure you did a ton of research and i think i read that you had a fungus expert on staff at the show uh, well not on staff but i certainly had quite a few discussions with um more than a, more than a few mycologists right so that's their that's their name oh, look at him and, mycologist. Yeah, Ooh, mycologist. that's what they do throwing them on the terms yeah, all right you know, just to make you guys feel even dumber than you already felt. When you oh, you can't. Um, you can't do it. Yeah. It's impossible. Let's see. I'm going to try. I'm going to try real hard. It's uh, his mission. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, they, funky are kind of amazing. And um, and uh, it's, a, it's a silly word and it makes us laugh. And yet also they're remarkable. And the more I talked with these folks, the more startled I was by the, what they can achieve. I mean, of course, every single mycologist I spoke with also said, by the way, you know that this whole thing is not, that's not real. <laughs> you know, like what happens in the last of us. I, so it can't yeah, happen. It cannot happen. Well, it can't happen like that. That is not to say that fungi can't infect us and cause a lot of serious problems. So can they take us over completely and start growing out of our heads? It's unlikely. Can they infect us and cause both serious disease and death? No question. Can they infect us and also mess with our brains? Absolutely. And we knew that already because... We have a lot of uh, very famous drugs that are derived yeah. from fungi, including right. things like LSD and psilocybin and so forth. But Craig, you make a you make a compelling scene uh, and therefore point right at the beginning of the show where uh, somebody says, "Why can't this?" Uh, uh, I'm maybe paraphrasing. Why can't this infect humans? And they said, "Because it can't exist at a temperature of over, I think, 94 degrees, and right. our bodies are basically 98.6." And somebody says, "Well, what if a climate event happened and yeah. these?" These uh, these fungi were able to adapt to warmer temperatures, and the guy gets very serious and says that would be very bad for us. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, he says we lose. Yeah, and and the the truth is that that is happening already. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Fungi are adapting. They are getting better at surviving higher temperatures, and we are seeing an increase in fungal infections. And fungal infections are very serious. And the the theory of this show, the the science fiction proposition, says okay, if this happens, then fungi will take our brains over and turn us into zombies. But the thing that's worse than that would be just death, and that is real. That's real. If yeah. if fungi get much much better at infecting human beings, then yes, they can cause death, and that uh, I dare say would be the worst outcome of them all. Well, I can only tell you from the one that's been on my big toe for two years, and I'm using oh, really? everything, everything. I'm using everything. The tea tree, the eucalyptus, the jublia, the whole everything. And can I tell it you? It sounds uh, you're using everything that doesn't work, yeah. basically. You've, that's a great list of stuff that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, doesn't work. Uh, have you been to a medical doctor? <laughs> I have. Good <laughs> question. Great. Wait, good question. Let me good. tell you. Good question. They, they turned me on to most of this stuff. and they said, No, oh, the only thing I haven't done, seriously, is apparently there's a pill you can yes. take. 
but the pill is not benign. <laughs> no. Do. So, you know, I'm a little I'm, wait, wait, I'm a wait, little wait, wait. happier living benign, with the pill. What will it do to you? Well, if you have, you know, it affects your liver. It can affect, it. Uh. it you know, it, it's, it, it's not benign. This is the with it, fighting it, fungi. Yeah. yeah. The, the medicines that we have are, uh, I'm not going to say they're like chemotherapy, but they're kind of in that same wow. world of, hey, this thing is so hard to kill. In order to kill it, we're going to have to kill uh, also a bunch of you a while lot of we're good killing stuff. it. Yeah. And that's why some fungal infections are almost impossible to treat. I'm curious, with, with, with the show, be, be, even though it's a drama and it's based on something that we know can happen, although the adjacent stuff can happen that we're talking about, it's always interesting. What mail, what emails, what stuff have you gotten from people who were attached to the show in a way you never anticipated because of that, maybe because of the fungus, that you went, wow, this came out of nowhere. I didn't realize that this affected people that way. Well, we do, I mean, certainly people were impacted by the the emotional storylines and the characters more sure. than anything else, I think. But when it came to the science, I did get quite a few emails from scientists who were just grateful that we depicted scientists in a way that wasn't, um, I guess the, the role that they often fulfill is the jerk who thinks they know everything and is wrong until Bruce Willis comes and explains how it really works. <laughs> and, you know, we treat scientists, um, at least over here in my little world with a lot of respect. And my feeling is, that when scientists are scared, that's the scariest thing of it of all. I um, I showed that in Chernobyl, and I showed it again in The Last of Us, not more than once, because I do believe that there are there are people who spend their lives studying these things and have no vested interest other than being honest. They don't get paid a lot. Right. They're not trying to sell you anything. They're just telling you the truth. Yeah. And and we like to do la 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 la. And we have this anti intellectual strain in our society that wants to question everything scientists say and do because they're eggheads and they don't know. Uh, they do. They know. Um, being the people who know, I, because Last of Us is a game-based franchise and a very successful game, you know, I always hear the guys who are doing the Marvel films, there's a, there's a whole bunch of cooks in the kitchen going, well, you can't do that. That plays with the legacy of this and the mythology of that. And how much of what you were able to do with the show was dictated? Did you have those those the you know the those sort of guardrails from the game company, or were you able to create out of a whole cloth, or you know? I was very free. I mean, the 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 nice thing is that the the company. So there is it's a big company. It's called Naughty Dog. They're the company that makes the game. Naughty Dog themselves are owned by Sony, which is a small Japanese business yeah. concern. <laughs> and uh, yet. I had enormous freedom because I was working with Neil Druckmann, who is the man at Naughty Dog who created the story for The Last of Us and and runs the show over there and also made The Last of Us Part Two. So when I came to Neil, I said, look, this I love this game. I love the story. My interest is not to change stuff just because I feel like changing things. The things that we need to change are really more about adaptation because we're moving from one medium to another. So we have opportunities. Like a simple example is, in a video game, you are nailed to one person's perspective. That's the person you're playing. In, in The Last of Us, for the great majority of it, it's the character of Joel. That means we can't just leave and go meet other characters who are separate from Joel and, have, and hear them talk. That obviously is a huge part of how narrative would function in television. So there were all these opportunities to do different things. But also, you know, there were times where I said, I'm going to want to do it almost exactly the way it was in the game because there are these wonderfully cinematic moments. And Neil was the best possible partner. He was, it was like working with a novelist who was excited about changing things. Yeah. Sometimes I was the one who had to say, I, but I really actually just want to do it in the way you did it before. Um, and we had a great relationship in that regard. And I think, you know, the reaction from the fans was great by and large. And then all the people that saw it that hadn't played the game, I assume you guys would qualify. They were also pretty pleased so i think we I think yeah we did a good job they had no idea about the game i, I think i heard you say somewhere that one of the challenges was when you're playing the game certainly my 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 son noah knows the game very very well um and he liked the show very very much and uh, and echoed something that i think you said which was when you play the game the zombies fighting the zombies is 90 percent of the thing you're doing but in the show 
it is actually a very small percentage of what's going on. And, yeah. and was that a conscious decision to do that? To Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, because gameplay um, is the, the first time you encounter these infected people running around. It's very scary. It's very intense. But when you die, you get sent back to the beginning of that section. <laughs> right. That's not how it works in TV. Right. right. <laughs> when you die, you're dead. Yeah. So right off the bat, the way we treated violence and the permanence of injury, there's even the fact that Joel punches a man in episode one, and we see his knuckles battered and, and bruised in episode two, in and of itself is sl slightly yeah. revolutionary. But we, we treated, we wanted to really deal with violence as, as something that was far more permanent and far more impactful. And we also knew that because of the nature of gameplay, because you can go back and start that section over again if you fail, the infected, the zombies, the bad guys, become more of a puzzle to solve than a visceral experience that is about, that is reflecting relationship and character. So we wanted all of our action moments to reflect relationship and character. We wanted those action moments to change the way the relationships between the characters functioned and have lasting impact. So there were far fewer of them in the show than in the game. That's not to say that we might not ramp it up for uh, season two, because we also learned some interesting things about how to better deliver that experience. Mm -hmm. and it's a tricky thing when you're doing anything for the first time. I mean, the first season of any show is fascinating to watch. It's, you can see everybody slowly moving towards what that very comfortable shape and experience will eventually be. And I think we got there kind of quickly, but yeah, we learned some interesting lessons. That's not to say that we're going to drown people in action for season two either. But yeah, it was pretty intentional. So you're doing, a, you're doing a thing about an epidemic during an epidemic. Yeah, that was weird. That must have been really bizarre. You're wearing masks. You're spreading illnesses. People are testing positive every day. Why are you doing a show Strange. about people who have a, a, an infection and are dying? Well, because ultimately it wasn't a show about having an infection and dying. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It was, it was a show that had infections in it and it had dying in it. But, um, you know, I remember saying to Neil, the thing is, even if COVID had never happened, we would all still be getting infections and regardless of that, also dying. <laughs> so um, uh, death and taxes and the story ultimately is about love. And my feeling was as long as we acknowledged in the beginning of the series that we were aware as filmmakers that COVID occurred in our sneaky way, then I think we would be okay. And so in the very first scene of the series, it takes place in uh, the late 1960s or early 70s, I can't remember the exact year, and it's basically a Dick Cavett show, and there's a scientist saying, oh, no, 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 viruses. I mean, yeah, they kill people and they're bad, but there's actually something worse, which was our way of saying, we know. Coming. <laughs> we're not yeah. doing, yeah. we're not drafting off of COVID. We're not exploiting COVID to make you feel scared. We're here to tell you there's something worse than that. And from there, things took off. Can you confirm this? I looked at this and I saw it and I thought, is this really right? That the show, first of all, was the largest television production in Canadian history and generated about 200 million in revenue for Alberta. But sources suggest the budget was between 10 million and 15 million and bigger. Then the budget exceeded the first five seasons of Game of Thrones as far as budget. I thought, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Well, things have gotten more expensive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, that's well, true. You know, people, just... it's funny. People forget the first few seasons of Game of Thrones. It wasn't yet Game of Thrones. Right. And so in, I think it's the very first season, there's supposed to be this massive battle. And instead, uh, Peter Dinklage gets bunked on the head and <laughs> falls, uh, goes unconscious and wakes up. And they're like, it happened. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my God, you should have been there. Anyway, we won. Um, so all this stuff happens off screen because they didn't have money for it. And the budget eventually got up and up and up. Um, things have changed, obviously, in the way we make television. And a lot of it is kind of in this weird feedback loop that's caused some of the problems in our business. And it's why there's strikes. But um, it was a huge bet a huge financial bet by HBO. It was a bet on me. It was a bet on the material. And I was aware of that every day. And it's a very strange thing to, on the one hand, think, oh my God, I cannot believe they're trusting me with all this money. And then one minute later go, why won't they give me more money? Hmm. I need more money. 
pigs. And you, because of the scale of what we're trying right, to deliver, right, right. and ultimately they supported us completely. I mean, they just went all in on this, and I was very, very grateful that it paid off. Well, I'm sure they are too, because it's 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 a brilliant show. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You, you've made your bones in comedy. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And I think you said to me when we, when we met that, you know, your aspirations were all about being a comedy writer and, yeah. you know, arguably some of your biggest projects have, have I mean, between this and Chernobyl, they're, they're devastating dramas. Why yeah. the switch? How the switch? Do you enjoy the switch? Do you miss working on the funny stuff? How did it all come to, well, to be this result? Uh, I think, well, first of all, I'm sure there are quite a few critics who are like, finally, he's no longer trying. <laughs> 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 uh, um, but I, um, I always, I loved comedy. I loved the the difficulty factor, especially in movies. It's really difficult in movies to you're going to gather a bunch of people in a room there is no laugh track they can't go anywhere and they're all together and they have to laugh out loud a lot it's really hard to do and when it works there's it's the closest you can get to feeling like a rock star in our business as a writer because it's there's this thing happening in a crowd it's remarkable so i i got really addicted to that and i loved it but as I got older, I started to feel a little bit like I was kind of just being asked to replicate a process and to do the same thing over and over because it's a very outcome-oriented gig, get laughs. And also I was getting older, and I think it's natural to start to disconnect from the churning center of culture, you know, because I remember being in my 20s and, you know, working with David Zucker and, and thinking, you know, I would occasionally like to say, David, I'm sure that was once funny in the <laughs> Lyndon Johnson administration. Wow. It is not now. And, and here is why. <laughs> and, and, and then David and his, oh, yes, yes, of course. Yes, of course. And now I'm the age that he was when I met him. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be, I never want to be the person going, I don't understand. Why are they, why wouldn't they see this as funny anymore? Right. Um, and I wanted to try new things. I was always interested in these other aspects. I just, I always said like writing feature comedy is like being a left-handed pitcher in the major leagues. You might want to be something else, but they don't care. They need you to pitch 
out of the bullpen to face the lefty. It's right. they just don't have enough of you to to let you do anything else. So it was it was a I guess a big swing on my part to try and see if I could do it. And I I adore it. I just love working like that. And I still, you know, there's still bits of comedy and moments, but there's no you I mean, look, you guys know the the brutal pressure of not only not flopping, but actually getting that like kind of rolling oh, yeah. series yeah. of laughs is is the hardest thing to do in our business. And I just maintain that every award should only be won by a comedy. <laughs> Comedies are. I know it gets no else. it gets no respect. So was your next is level is your next level combining comedy and a Chernobyl? Like they did life they did Life of Stalin. <laughs> where they took that, which yes. was a serious thing, and made it completely insane. Insa sure. I figured you would. So I mean, that movie's called The Death of Stalin, because The Life of Stalin would just be death too long. Stalin. <laughs> death of Stalin, <laughs> right. shorter, death of Stalin. you can keep it in touch. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I've got a lot on my Fair mind, okay? I hear you. Craig, no, I get it. Ow. By the way, I don't, I don't know what you have on your mind. <laughs> if you got time, I can give it to you. I don't understand. But that's hard to do. That must be even harder to do, right? Well, I mean, so... Uh, Mr. Iannucci is sort of like amazing at that walking that weird tonal line. Um, there, there are people who just invent their own tones and like Larry David's one of them where you're like, yeah. who does that? Just right, Larry. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, the first time I actually, I feel like I know this the first time that he was like, this is what I want to do. People were like, no, nobody does. That's not a thing anyone does. We don't do that. And then he defined this space that he does. I, think I'm probably a little too conventional to define my own weird comedy drama hybrid. I'm at this point now, I'm just, you know, it's funny. It's also television, like the ability to spread out narratively is such a joy. Like when you're writing a movie, I mean, on page three, I'm already sweating that I'm running out of space. <laughs> television. You can you got it yeah. on your time. So you got wow. time. So nice. Yep. It's nice. You got time. Yep. Yeah. We did a good job telling a story. It's so funny. I forgot. First episode of Watching with My Wife and that punch that you said and, and the hand being damaged. I said to my wife, I think this is the first show. You watch Stevens. All these guys get hit with a computer. Oh, you yeah. hit me with a computer. Yeah. I'm in the hospital for seven months. Right. Oh, Nobody yeah. in these shows, yeah. realistically, they get knocked down. They get You knock me down. Yeah. First of all. I'm not getting up for a while. Second of all, I'm shocked that you knocked me down. And third of all, have you ever punched a guy? I have. Really? Yeah, it hurts. I punched a guy once. Yeah, it hurts. And my hand had glass. It was the worst. I remember that stood out. Not that the rest of the series didn't stand out. But I said, these guys are taking a little bit of time to look at stuff and take moments because that's repercussion. That's reality. Yes. That's, it's not heightened reality. They're doing kind of a different reality so what else is going to fall in that area where they're going to respond in much more naturalistic way and what happens i do like that yeah it was really, oh, it really now that we're out. talking about reality yeah can we talk for a minute because i'm you're going to be our resident expert right. about the whole zombie thing because peter and i have we have questions we have not necessarily sure. your zombies but zombies zombies in, in general, general. Yeah. and i started to talk to kirkman about this when i did talking dead so there's a horde of zombies, a horde, a thousand of them, and they descend on one guy. So yeah. only six of them are eating anything because the others yes. can't get, right? And then they move on. But the ones that ate don't seem any better off than the ones that didn't. They're still disintegrating. They're still yeah. rotting. Their arms are still, wait, eat, yeah. don't eat. Doesn't seem to What's matter. What's the point? What's the no, point? It's, it's almost like they're mindless zombies. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Very good uh, they, observation. <laughs> yes. They, uh, yes. Yeah, zombies tend to be highly irrational, even more irrational than we are. Um, it, it's uh, whatever drives them. I mean, in our case, we're implying that they are trying to spread an infection, but even in the spread of infection, they're not, they're not experts at it. Sometimes they go too far and they just end up killing the person because it's a very blunt tool. I mean, fungi are smart, but they're not that smart. And I have no idea what's going on with supernatural zombies. I'm not, I don't understand. And the virus zombies similarly, like, just cough on everybody. Why, why well, not? Well, that's just the, the thing. Why do you zombies <laughs> yeah, have you to bite? What's with the biting? And also, okay, I got a couple yeah, of couple Why things. don't they have a thing that comes out of their well, eye? I can, I can there tell was you what, a thing. Bite. You did the kiss. You did the kiss we thing did. that was so good. That was really good. So, so why, yes. What was going on there? So the idea is, 
in the game is spread by spores. Right. And we were going to we were going to do that, but the the thing is it, it works in the game. In reality, spores are hard to film. <laughs> They're hard to make look real. And also, <clears throat> I feel like if it's spread in the air, who's who's making it out? How are you going to fight no the air? It. Yeah, right. You you can't fight the air. So, we were looking at this other thing that that um when a fungus like cordyceps infects an ant, it starts to move through the ant's circulatory system with this fiber. These They form fibers called mycelium, and that's this, these fungal strands. And we like the idea that that for whatever reason, this brand of cordyceps would, would need to get its strand into you as opposed to a, a spore. Right. So it's a slightly more advanced, yeah. you know, structure. And then the thought was, they're going to, get this into you however they can if you're running away if you're fighting they're going to get violent but if you just stand there maybe they take their time maybe it's not violent they don't need to rip you apart in fact the more people they rip apart the fewer people are going to be successfully infected right, because right. a bunch of them are going to die um but i mean listen the 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 zombie like game of thrones i my ending this is what i wanted for the end of game of thrones I wanted the Night King to win. Everybody gets turned into a white, a zombie. Right. Everyone. And when the last living person is turned into zombie, they all look at each other and kind of go, oh. And then they just stand there. <laughs> and that's the last 30 minutes is just them kind of shuffling, sadly going, we won. Now what do we Sure, do? yeah. What's the point? Yeah. I'm so glad he was not the showrunner on Game of Thrones. Oh, 30 minutes of standing. Yeah, 30 minutes of standing. On my original picture. Fascinating. That's, that's worse than the kid in the wheelchair becoming the guy. That's worse. Well, 30 minutes of standing. I would have watched. That would've, people would have watched, come back on you. They would call friends saying, do you believe this? The numbers would have gone up. I don't believe what I'm watching. I'm right. watching zombies. Oh, well, I'm watching it. zombies. Yeah, you know, if you had the, 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 yeah. the cojones to do it, yeah. you know what? He's exactly right because it would have been. I've never seen viral. Everything's viral. Today, live right? tweeting. Live <laughs> tweeting. It would have been. I can't believe this can't be real. And a couple of zombies shrugging. Oh yeah. A couple of zombies going. Oh, what? God. This is it? Kidding me? I walked how far for this? On yeah. It yeah. At NYU the next day. The brilliance of this end. I'm oh. in. I'm in. Oh. And, and so it, the longer it lasts, yeah. it's like. Yeah. The longer it lasts, it's like a joke that keeps going and going, like a Gilbert Godfrey joke. Yeah. Where you laugh, then yeah. you don't laugh, then you can't believe he's still going, right. and then you laugh yeah. again. Yeah. And you get angry. You get, and then you get angry. I mean, he just, this is, I yeah. didn't realize how brain. Now, I just got yeah, his brilliance. The only way now it would work is if the last line of the episode was one of the whites turns to the other and goes, well, you want to get coffee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would have been, should yes. we get a coffee? Yeah. I don't have a stomach. And, I don't have a stomach, schmuck. <laughs> I just want to hear, like, somebody that's lost the ability to use language <laughs> still struggle to form the words so... Do you want to get coffee? <laughs> what would it sound like? Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Cup of Joe. Cup of yeah. Joe. I see and another daytime one. Emmy coming my way. Yeah. But that's the other thing. The other thing with zombies in, in movies and stories yes. that bothers me, where are the kids? Yes. You should see thousands of zombie kids you don't see. You Where's all yes. the body parts and the bones? Where are the maggots and the flies? You need a yes. circulatory system to move your legs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you, you would yes. be rigor mortis. That ain't happening. And the animals. Where yes. are all the animals? The animals back? that are right. It's yeah. just, it's like, right. really? Come on. You're absolutely. Are there, an, are there uh, sport animals? And in, in, I didn't see We any. No, we decided that this particular brand of was human fungus only. was human only. Uh -huh. It only worked with human brains. Otherwise, you were going to have just the, the biggest problem you'd be dealing with is just cordyceps deer constantly running at you. <laughs> um, which, <laughs> hitting just, your uh, car. It's like, oh, no. Not strong. It's not strong drama. Um, but wow. we did show, we showed kids and, yeah, and, and our people are, and they're alive. That's the other thing is that our, our infected people are, they're sick, but they're alive. So yeah. we don't deal with, you know, the fact that, um, death <laughs> means that your body's going to fall apart within days. That's the other part of like walking dead where I'm like, they're all bloated and gross. So there's decomposition and right. yet somehow, right. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, somehow he smells brain, you from a distance. The, brain. Brain the eyes didn't go. The ears didn't. Wait, I hear something. How right, are your yeah. ears? Come on. Come on. Your nose. You're smelling what? Yeah. Come on. Just those muscles. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thank and you. And he's, and th their show is tricky because they got the, they got the slow clickers and the fast clickers. I know. I like mm. the, I like the slow zombies myself because I was, I remember yeah. in, in Night of the Living Dead when they're interviewing the, sh the sheriff. And they go, sure, yeah. if I was surrounded by six or seven of these things, would I be in trouble? He goes, oh, no, they're, they're dead. They're all messed up. You just get a, you get something, hit them in the head, just whack them in the head. You'll be fine. 
I, I like those kind of zombies. You're you're fast clickers. Like, oh, I don't like we, these guys. We got yeah. we got to blend. We yeah, the others. Blend. My grandmother could go out for a brisk walk, yeah. and it would still be not bad. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Craig. You realize in the world today, as divided as we are, and as yeah. fragmented we are, time for about seventeen to twenty million people watching the finale and all. So nobody's well, up that. Nobody's number. watching the finale. Third, Thirty, whatever. Thirty. I think it was. Do I have to Jerry Seinfeld was, to Larry King you right now? These were the network days, my 70 friend. Million, there was, we, I think we had 16 million. Yeah. All right, yeah. But the point yeah, is, it was even Super Bowl numbers. Even Super Bowl numbers. We don't have that anymore. And I started thinking, being infected, like the COVID infection, is one of the last levels of real community we have left, which is really weird, a shared experience. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what's interesting, and we did not expect this. By last count, uh, something like 46 million people have watched the first episode of The Last of Us. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, Seinfeld, though. it's never going to be, no one's that's ever going to be. That's insane. That's, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. But it, it was, that's the part that was really yeah. startling to us because we were kind of expecting that we would have to come up with interesting metaphors for a large community. <laughs> and we actually got a large community, which is scary because, you know, to an extent as somebody that does it now, you feel the weight of all those eyeballs right. for season two where you didn't, season one. Who knows? Maybe no one will watch it. Doesn't matter. Um, so that that was pretty uh, pretty remarkable. But we do uh, have. You're absolutely right. A there's a shared language around epidemic and isolation from each other. There are things we've learned. I mean, who knew that toilet paper would be the thing? I didn't know. You know, toilet right, paper. Right. right. Uh, so now we've learned things about what happens when the world ends. The very first thing we do is panic about wiping our asses. Then apparently we go to the next thing, yeah. which is food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we've got is the priorities the, uh, in order. Is the, I, I, I don't mean this the way it sounds. Cause I know, you know, you're a member of every guild that's on strike. <laughs> this is at this point. Yep. Um, it's a huge disruption into everybody's lives and certainly the lives of our colleagues, but to the extent that it affects your show, um, mm. how, how devastating is it right now? Well, not, um, we, we had kind of an interesting circumstance for plan for the second season where we needed to start shooting, not right away in part because, well, a, it took a long time to make the show and to put it through post-production. We don't finish, finished post-production before the show airs we finished it in the middle of the run wow so the last episodes the vfx and the sound were happening kind of while wow. the show was running um but we also there's certain weather requirements we have because we shoot across seasons we want right. real spring we want real winter so the way our schedule had sort of been laid out and lined up i'll tell you if it if if the strike should end real soon I think we get to stay on track. Uh, who knows if it will? If it, if yeah. it goes much longer, then we're going to have to push it. Yeah, I mean we're we're, we're right up against it right what now. What are you hearing, but, by the way? You know, you were you yeah. were on the board of directors of the Writers Guild for a while, Wes. Many years. Are ago, you here? This ago, it yeah. seems so. It, what seems so daunting, Craig, is the 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 focus is content and and ownership of content and trying to figure out if if AI is going to be pulling from scripts that exist and how do people get credit. Mm -hmm. And what are they going to do with actors and making them AI? And, 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 and again, shows are being produced really differently, very, very differently yeah. than they were in the past. I mean, I was a story editor years ago when I came out here and probably wouldn't get paid what I got then now. And there'd probably only be eight episodes. And then on yeah. top of that, all the below the line people are dying right now. All the craft services people, all the wardrobe people, all those people who, whose jobs depend on production. Are you hearing anything or do you hear how daunting this is, or have they figured out a way to, to address it? Uh, well, in terms of the impact the strike has had on everyone, yeah, it's been brutal. And if it weren't so necessary, uh, we, I think we would have done anything we could to avoid it. I think we did do everything we could to avoid it. It does take a terrible toll, especially on below-the-line folks, we think about all the time, um, who have had, especially here in, in Southern California, they've had such a bad run of it for so long because the production just doesn't happen here the way it used to. Right. And uh, yeah, everyone is suffering. And the great majority of the Writers Guild and the great majority of the Screen Actors Guild, dash AFTRA, are not wealthy. They are either middle class or they're just kind of breaking into the business. Yeah. Um, 
trying to get something going and the way that they have all been treated is pretty awful. And this is, I think, something the companies are only finally now at day one oh whatever starting to understand that this is weirdly the circuit breaker of our business, that uh, there are whatever, maybe 200 people in the writer's guild that, that the companies are like, we'll give you millions to do stuff. But if they mistreat everybody else, this is how everybody else gets them by saying, hey, you know what? We vote. Uh, this is a democracy in the guild. We vote and we're voting to go on strike because you can't just ignore us. And I, I support the strike. I think it was absolutely necessary to do. I don't like strikes at all. Who does? But this time with the amount of stuff that had, A, changed recently, like right. AI is very recent for us to be concerned about. And then the stuff that it was just legacy stuff um, that had been kind of swept under the rug. COVID was sort of like, oh, we can't go on strike in the middle of COVID and all that. It finally caught up with everybody. This had to happen. And, you know, all I know is the strike won't stop until they take care of these issues in a significant way. We're not going to get everything we asked for. If we did, we didn't ask for enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to get a lot of it, the stuff we need. Speaking of that, know, um, yeah. on a very serious note, uh, what does Nick Offerman have that I don't have? What, what's it going to oh, take? Boy, I knew this what's was coming. Take? For God's sake. How much sake. time do we have? Answer your own question. <laughs> oh, ooh, wow. Ooh. I don't, I don't want to go over, but uh, I prepared Jeez. a short list. <laughs> Is he doing yeah, a podcast, by the way, Chris? Is he doing a podcast? Uh, <laughs> I don't great. know. He does not. He, but he does some lovely woodworking. Yes, he yeah. does. I think he's going to make me a canoe. You can't, my, do, that. My you can't luck, do that. My luck, he's going to call me and go, we got a part for you on the show. I'm going to go up there and he's going to wrap me in clicker makeup and I'm going to be you know a what? guy, yes. a guy yes. with a cyst. I'm going to be yes. sitting in a corner you know going, you'll find chomp, out? chomp, chomp, chomp. You, you'll find out when the call sheet says you have to get there at 3.30. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, because, of the make, because of the makeup. Well, yeah. congratulations. That's What a what a accomplishment in today's world where I just said we don't have shared experiences. That's a pretty big shared experience and it, it resonated. And like I said, everybody can relate. To, to the zombie and the virus and the spores and, and infection because we've all, it could be us. And do you, are you one of those guys who said year three and we're out, we're done. I know how many years this is going to go. I know what I want to do. I, and I, I know won't tell you, I won't tell you the year, but, but I will say that yes, there is an end. We have a, a built-in ending. I don't know how to write narrative that has no end. I, I don't, I, I admire it. I just don't know how to do it. I need to know what the end is. So, yeah. yes, we have a everybody. It's everybody yeah. standing around going, well, now we're yeah, all He's not going to do He that. gave it away. Uh, he's not going to do it. He so gave it away. He's not going to do it. But that was great. To, you have to read between the lines. That was a brilliant I'm moment. reading between the lines. Thank you so much. Yes, sir, God bless Thank you. And you by the way, no small thing. Congratulations on creating a show that is a phenomena in this day and age oh, when, when it's very hard to do that, to get 46 million people to watch anything. It is. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Oh. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. 48 yeah. million people watched that. Wow. Wow. That's good. Yeah. And sorry I didn't know I got the numbers wrong on this. Sorry. Stuff you uh, sorry is on a sack. By the way, just to freak everybody out, warmer temperatures in the Arctic are thawing the region's permafrost, a frozen layer of soil beneath the ground, potentially stirring viruses that we we have no no immunity to. Right. Um, and also That's my next series. They brought, is that, by the way, that wouldn't be a bad series right? to, to do. Yeah. That, that's permafrost. Yeah, permafrost. Is it cold in here or is it me? <laughs> um, well, but they did that with the horror movie, The Thing, where the alien that's was right. bur buried under You're the earth. absolutely right. But they've brought back, now they brought back um, viruses from hundreds of thousands of years ago that they're testing. It's just a whole area that makes me nervous. But I laughed at you because we were talking yesterday about the zombie thing. Yeah. Zombies crack me up because part of the appeal of a zombie, it could be us. It could be any one right. of us. It could be someone opinion. you know. Someone yeah, you know, right. and you can be a hero. But it's also the zombie. It's like it typifies your day. I get up. I have cereal. I do my work. I come home. I go to, work, I go to bed. Yeah, That's kind a of a zombie-ish. Right, yeah. It's that monotony of zombie. Yeah. And also, when I was looking at the, the appeal of zombies, the other part is, in a zombie apocalypse, you don't have stuff. Everything is gone. It's a simpler life. You're not, you're not doing with a lot of stuff. Like the survivors, camping. right, it's like camp. The, the, the survivors who've given up stuff. Sure. It's a much simplistic life. Yeah, yeah. You just have to worry about What's making it. What's a good it day? To, I didn't get eaten. You just have to <laughs> make it. You just have to make it to the, to the store. Would you ever, honest, so it, this was something, when I was watching Walking Dead, this was a question I had all the time. Because their lives were so miserable. They're constantly scared. They're running. The humans are despicable. The zombies are out to eat you. It's a zombie apocalypse for the real thing. You want to be a survivor running around in that? Is that you know you say that to you? It's really weird that you say that because I love zombie. I love harm. This is the same thing as people go. You know, I want to be able to survive the the the, the doomsday guys. I want to be able to survive the nuclear attack. Really? What's that world? So my sense, a good day in that. World? I can't believe because that's a really interesting thing you ask. I love horror movies. I've always loved horror movies yeah. since I'm a kid, and we'll talk about that in a minute because there's a horror paradox about where we like horror movies. But anytime I'm watching Walking Dead or something like that. That comes up in my head. Right. And I go, I think I just throw myself in there and get it the hell over with. What do, I, what, what do, do I want to do this every day? Try and find something to eat and yell at this guy yeah. and, and, and have them against the fence. And I know other people, we go, I would do everything I can to live as long as I can. Now, I would protect my family. But that said, you you? Made a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my sense of you, your face was like, I wouldn't. Um. No, I mean, that's, that's certainly a reason. But I also look, I'm thinking about if it happened tomorrow, am I the go-to to protect my family? I think my family's going to wind up having to protect me. Okay, are you the guy that, my that goes like this? going to be like, Dad's uh, walking a little slow again. I would like know? to also think that I'm the guy that goes, all right, don't look back. I'm going to distract them. Run. Am I that guy? I think I'd like to be that guy, but I, I, I think I'd be the guy going, Hal, why don't well, you distract them and we're going to run? I'm that guy if I strap on a suicide vest. I don't want to, my way out, I don't want like nine people, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the buffet table for nine. Okay, the days. other thing I ask you but is this. If I can take out 50 of them. Then you would do it. Okay, instant, all right. Sure. So the other thing is, it doesn't make sense. We went through a litany of dumb zombie stuff. Right, yeah. Like the thing's been deteriorating for eight eight months now, yeah. and yet it has superhuman strength. It when we're wrestling, cartilage, but boy, can it we're run. wrestling! All of a sudden, it's got superhuman strength, and I'm going, yeah. "How you have you right. barely here? Yeah. You're, look at your look at yourself. Right. How are you? Can't figure out how to get up a curb. How are you? How are you possibly <laughs> doing this? But but the, the the thing that drives me crazy with this stuff is so you can put on blood and whatever and walk amongst them, and they don't know. Well, that that's you're, a Walking Dead. Okay, thing. but that's okay. Walking Dead. They don't. You're there. Wouldn't that be infected? Isn't it getting in your eye? Isn't that? Well, that's the other thing. That was my thing I talked to you about on Walking Dead. They shoot them in the head. The head explodes. They blow them up. They kill them. They got, it's the in zombie your mouth. Is, it's everywhere. The zombie is like dry humping them, and, and they stab it in the eye, and things are f dripping into their eyes, dripping into their mouth. They're covered in things. The only way, if, it got, if a zombie bites you, you're infected. 
But if he basically secretes into your mouth, you're okay. How's that? Just yeah. rinse and spit. I don't understand. And like I have no wounds? <laughs> well, but that's the other thing. You got rotting corpses everywhere in this apocalyptic world. The amount of, forget the zombies, diphtheria, uh, you know, uh, malaria. Nothing's good, nothing but good. But it, it, I'm going to rub them no all over me. No one's getting a shot anymore. Rub a zombie on your head and go to the mall for daddy. Oh, my God. Give me yeah, a rye bread. Give thing. me a rye bread. In episode two of The Walking Dead, they realize if you smear zombie guts on you, you're invisible to the zombies. I would put on a, a zombie unitard and live my life. Why exactly. are you walking around well, I'd send my kid this? out. Go to the store <laughs> and get a half a pound, half a pound of turkey pastrami and a rye. So the horror paradox is interesting when we like horror. The horror paradox, even though you intellectually understand that it's a movie, sure. it still gives you that fight and flight syndrome thing so that you come out energized. So if you're in a date later, and that lasts for a while. So there's that excitement to that. There's also that where we pass an accident, we want to look, yeah. we want to see. We're trying to make sense of stuff. And it's a survival instinct to see what's going on there, what's going on there. So it's a fascinating there are phenomenon. Many, you know, there, there are so many genres of horror. And my, my cousin, Jonathan Penner, has a wonderful lecture that he does about why we are attracted, most of us, to the different genres of horror. Like when you see things like body modification, it's because that's one of our great fears about what if I lost a leg? What right, if my body right. was changed? What if I had... What if I was sick? What if my, in the fly, what if my fingernails were, and it has to do with your own sense of aging and mortality and you confront that. The stranger danger thing of what, you know, what, what would I do in this flea? Can I trust this person next to me? Do I, should right. I distrust? Horror is cathartic in many ways. Big time. Oh, big time. Um, we get to know, play out things we can't do in real life. Absolutely. And it is cathartic. The funny thing is you move to the undead and you move to vampires which is a whole different thing. Zombies are a group group. Right. Vampires are solo. They don't rely on anybody. Right. They don't need shtick. Right. It's just my teeth. The only thing about a vampire that bothers me is the cape, because you're never fitting in with the cape. Well, you're doing Dracula. But, Dracula. But then I, I, then I realized they can't see how they look in the cape because they can't see the image in the mirror. Well, so but the just cape looking. looks great. They, cape that's looks why great, they, but they can't That's tell. why they keep wearing the cape. Because exactly. the cape is great. But I love <laughs> They that. don't see them in the cape. Just going, the cape. I look like a schmuck in the so cape. They, never, they just they can the never. They can never but, change the, But that's the same thing with uh, uh, on what we do in the shadows, the Beanie Feldstein Oh, Beanie Feldstein had a thing, a line in, in, in <laughs> what we do in the shadows. She's, she's standing a, a young vampire. She's on the roof with a vampire, and they're getting ready to turn into bats. Right. And he looks at her, and she's getting naked. He goes, what are you doing? She goes, taking off my clothes. So I can turn so into, I can turn a, into bat. a bat. But how do we have clothes at the other end? And he looked at her and went, we don't discuss that. <laughs> so <laughs> right. let's, you know what? But here's the other thing about zombies, though. That, now, seriously, to, to bring it into the real world, this notion of we are kind of living in a zombie culture right now because in a way, and I don't mean to present this comedically, but in a way, we are so divided with each other that half of us think the other half is essentially brain dead, that they don't get it. They're inhuman. They don't feel what we feel. They don't think the way we think and we vilify them. And in many ways, some of them go, I want them dead. You know, I got to get rid of them. The only way to get, the only way to bring the world back is to get rid of them. There's something about, I almost feel like we have been infected. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We got uh, Guggenheim to wrap things up. Yes, David, what did we forget? What do we need to know? Yeah, well, it was real embarrassing, guys. On The Last of Us, they don't have zombies. You kept saying the zombies well, on clickers. Last of Us. They call them clickers. They're called the infected. The infected. You, they never, it was, it was a thing on set, even when they were producing it, you were not allowed to call <laughs> them zombies. They're oh, infected. now I feel wow. horrible. You know what? Let's this throw this episode the, out. The whole thing is. I don't want to appear stupid. Well, then let's throw them all. Then let's throw. Then that's a lot of throwing out. With Laurie, it's a lot of deleting you're going to be doing. Yeah, you're absolutely you right. They don't call them zombies. God, that's I correct. feel so horrible. Yeah, not, yeah. not. 
That's really all I got. I had some some origins of of, of zombies and vampires. I don't know if we want to get into that, but did Bram Stoker create? No. Legend, no. Absolutely not. Not Nowhere even near. That's that's actually one of the interesting things. The vampire legend was, yeah. has actually been around for over a thousand years, but it was located in a very small area of what's now Bulgaria. It was a Slavic legend, okay? The vampire actually loosely translated means ghost monster. And the original vampires were absolutely nothing like what we understand as a vampire. There was no blood sucking. There was no capes. There was no turning into a bat. They were actually more like a, a ghost. Instead of the blood thing, they were more uh, bringers of plague and disease oh. and destruction. Back to that. So there you go. That's, wow. That's more of where they came from. It is amazing that as far back as thousands of years that we had to develop stories that frightened us and that assigned a reason for things to happen. There's yeah. always a higher source. There's always an entity yeah. that if we don't understand it. We got to make it something. We got to give it a hook. But also, you know, I, it, it's, <laughs> I hate when these great old legends and these great stories, they get monkeyed with. So it used to be you hold up a crucifix, the vampire can't look at it. Now I've seen movies where they go, eh, F you, and they turn it into flame. Then that you stake in the heart, boom, they're dead. Now it has to be a certain you know kind what? of wood you know from the land that they came from. And you, you go, hey, you know, the kids need enough. more exciting Isn't stories. It hard enough? The kids need more exciting stories than, <laughs> than holding up a crucifix and a little bit of water. Okay? Doesn't work. Doesn't work. All right. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Here's the final thing I'm going to ask you. You ready? You going to eat mushrooms? I love mushrooms. All right. We just heard how the whole thing could be. You're breathing in any moment right now. now. Any moment now. Any I'm fine. moment. I live my life on the edge. You're going to have a egg. mushroom? you go out in the woods? You just eat any mushroom? No, not that. I don't eat no. anything from the woods. No. What, are you an idiot? Right? You don't, pick, I, you don't pick anything up from the woods. Don't be I, an idiot. I eat from the woods. No, you, you don't even go in the woods. Thanks for being with us. Go in the woods. What do you I go in the woods. No, you don't go in the woods. I go in the woods. You don't go in the woods. You don't know me. I do know you. See you next time. Woods. Really? Thank you, Craig Mazin, for coming on to discuss all the crazy real-life fungi out there and, of course, your award-winning Last of Us program on HBO. You can find us online at reallynoreally.com. We're also on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and threads at Podcast. We now have full episodes on YouTube, so please check us out there. Hit that subscribe button and smash that bell so you're updated every time we release a new video. If you have a Really No Really and want to share it with us, please let us know. If we use it, we may give you something spectacular. And most of all, thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing the show. We, of course, release new episodes of Really No Really every Tuesday, so make sure to follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Really No Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.